Well, it's finally Friday, and after a very busy news week, with their opinions on every bit of it, here's Gatos and Bruce St. James in for Chad today. That's right. Chad, it'll be back on Monday. Bruce, great to see you. Awesome to be here. So, earlier today, we kicked off the show at 2 o'clock with Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema in studio. Uh, and Came out the gate to swing it. Right out of the gate. Exactly. Um... Very interesting conversation, because the news of the day is that she's no longer a Democrat. Yeah. She is an independent. She is wearing purple. (laughs) This is what she's done. It's a big announcement. Uh, So we had her on a two. Let's play just a... uh, I want to play this minute clip. Okay. About her becoming uh, an independent. And, you know, she was joking with us, because... You know, she hadn't been in studio for a couple of years because of COVID and all that yep. stuff. And she's joking. You guys, you look the same. And, and I said something like, well, there's something a little different about you. And, uh, you know, it's a new party. Take a listen. Well, you've changed a little bit. You got a new party. I haven't changed at all. Okay. This is, should be no surprise to folks across Arizona. I've been serving as an independent voice for our state for quite some time. Just made it official with a party registration change this morning. So pretty interesting. I'm going to take you back to 2018. <laughs> you were here in the studio. <laughs> I, I was sitting in your seat. Actually. Okay. Right. That's right. right. That's right. right. She remembers right that. Here's what I asked you, uh, Senator. We're going to replay this. Here we go. Representative uh, Cinema, are you a Democrat? I am. Proud Democrat? Uh, gosh, it's hard to say proud. I don't know that I'm not sure that people are even proud of parties anymore because I feel like the parties are ugh, not doing a good job. So I would say that I'm a proud Arizonan. That's mm. something I'm very proud of. I'm not particularly proud of the parties. You're proud independent now? That's correct. You know, in Arizona, there's, I, oh gosh, so many of us who feel exactly the way that I said to you back in 2018 that, ugh, you know, people aren't particularly proud of the parties. Right. You know, the national parties have been focused so much on trying to get one over on each other and fighting with each other and trying to beat each other that they've lost focus on really solving problems for people in our country. And as we know here in Arizona, uh, people who aren't affiliated with the party are the largest group of voters in our state. None of us really fit well in a party structure anyway. And so for me, it was about being true to my values as an Arizonan and I think true to the values that I represent in Arizona on behalf of Arizonans back in Washington, D.C. All right. Uh, that was a piece of the interview with Cinema. So, Bruce, this is a calculated move. You know, yeah. there's no question about it. Here's why. Uh, in primaries in Arizona, the fringe win. Just every look, Almost every time. <laughs> on both sides. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, someone like Karen Taylor Robeson, who got booted in the primary by an extremist. Okay. And uh, I think she would have won a general election against Katie Hobbs. I do, too. If not easily, certainly convincingly. Yeah. Um, there are Republican voters out there that said, okay, we voted for all these Trump MAGA people, and they all lost. All right. That's what happens in Arizona primaries. Um, the fringe win on both sides. So why is Cinema now an independent? Well, first of all, she's going to skip the primary. She doesn't have to worry about some other Democrat far left winning against her. Dragging her farther to the left right. to win a primary. So she goes right to the general as an independent. Now, what happens if the Democrats run out a progressive? They're pretty much going to guarantee that whoever the Republican candidate is will win the seat. Right. Because they'll, they'll cinema and Whoever the D's might put up would split 
whatever that vote is, and it ain't enough to win. So it ain't fifty percent. No. So Cinema <laughs> is basically uh, she's basically telling her old party, uh, you know what? I'm going to strong arm you. Run somebody against me at your peril. Yeah, you run somebody against me. Now I'm an independent. If you run a Democrat against me, you're going to hand it to you're going to hand this seat to a Republican. So if you're the Democratic Party in Arizona, you got to be thinking. I think we're stuck with cinema. <laughs> I mean, she, she did she paint him into a corner? Yeah, she did. But we, and you can go back and listen to that. I think we have it up on the podcast. It was outstanding early to, to hear her explain kind of where she is. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at it um, as far as Arizonans go. Does anything change with her going from D to I? I don't. I don't think so. She's going to maintain her committee uh, seat. She's she's chair of some very important committees in the Senate, right? And she has gotten promises from uh, Democratic leader Schumer that she's going to stay in those those things. They're not going to replace her because she's no longer has a D next to her name. Um, so as far as the work she's doing for Arizona, I don't think any of that changes. With her going from D to I, because she's still going to, they call it caucus, with the Democrats. She's still going to hang out with them. She's going to get votes from the Democrats in Arizona, votes from independents in Arizona, and votes from some Republicans in Arizona. Yeah, She's going to pick from all three. And win. And, and it's a brilliant from move. From people who are sick of the, probably sick of the, the political parties themselves. Right. right on both right. sides. And for independents who are saying, no, I, I will file, I will truly have an independent to vote for on the, the ballot. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes. All right. So we did get into some news with her. Ooh. Uh, I asked her this one. I was, I was holding this till the end because I was really curious. Yes. Take a listen. You like Ducey's shipping containers? <laughs> right, <laughs> the Great Wall of Ducey. Oh, you know, I call it that—the Great Wall of Ducey. Yeah, he's got the shipping containers up. So I wanted to throw that out at the end because I was really—I was wondering what uh, what she thought. Here we go. You like Ducey's shipping containers? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that's particularly useful, to be honest. What I hear from our Border Patrol men and women, these guys, men and women in blue on the front lines, what they tell me is they need more resources. Uh-huh. They need a raise. They're having trouble with retention. They're having problems keeping and hiring folks. They tell me they need more boots on the ground. They tell me they need new vehicles. They need body armor and cameras. They need technology. What I want to do is provide our Border Patrol men and women the resources they tell me they need because nobody knows what's needed on the border to secure our community better than them. That's more than just talk. And the reason I say that is Senator Cinema is on the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, and she is the chair of the Subcommittee on Government Operations and Border Management. Yeah. She is the chair of that committee. So when she talks about border issues, when we talk about some of the legislation, um, this is literally her wheelhouse in the Senate. She is on that committee, the also, chair. Yeah, and just to add, you know why Border Patrol agents are leaving? They're seeing a ton of dead bodies. And they can't do it anymore. Oh, it's got to be a difficult. I mean, it's obviously it's, it's a difficult job, and it's more. And it's getting worse. It's getting. It has been getting worse. Yeah. And these men and women are seeing horrific things. Dead well, your children, children families. So yeah, so that's part of it too. And I mean, I asked her. You can check the podcast too. I I, yeah. I, I didn't even ask her. I said Biden's a disaster on the border, and then I just wanted to hear what she had to say. Uh, and you know, she said she continues to press him and press him and press him. Here's the thing. Let's see if she gets the immigration deal done because she's going to, this is what's in her immigration deal. Yeah. 
Uh, keep Title 42 for a while. Mm-hmm. I know it's a Band-Aid, but keep it for a while. Get the Dreamer citizenship. Uh, yeah, get them in a legal status, permanent legal status. And then get the Border Patrol what they need and secure that thing as best you can. And she has Republican Senator Tillis from right. North Carolina as a co-sponsor of this, and they are working together on it to if try she, to get something done. If she can get those three things done, nobody's done that in a long time. Well, and here's the reality. You know, I remember talking, you and I have talked about this around elections. We've had Republican presidents and Democrat presidents. Right. We've had Republicans control the House, Senate, Democrats control the House and Senate. Sure. They all could have done something about the border at some point. Right. They've chosen not to up until this point. Yeah. I mean, Trump tried to do some stuff, uh, and some of it was pretty good. Remain in Mexico, taking the kids away, that was horrendous. But you got the feeling that Trump was trying. Uh, you know, get the, you, you, It's not that you get the feeling that Biden isn't trying. It's a fact he's not trying. And so he's been a mess. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. So on election day, we had a, a snafu, if you will. Kerfuffle. A kerfuffle, if you will. But everybody said, well, it's tabulation machines. I tried to put put my ballot in, and it didn't work. It must be the tabulation machine. It's not necessarily it. It was the uh, printers uh, that failed in Maricopa County. And apparently, we know why. Now, I don't know why, but our next guest does. Jen Fifield is joining us on KTAR, reporter for uh, Vote Beat. If you remember, Jen was uh, covering all that, uh, the fiasco with the ninjas. Oh, and, like, yeah. She was uh, like the aficionado on the uh, Sharpie Gate. Sharpie Gate. Jen, how are you today? Hi, how are you guys doing? We're doing good. So tell us, uh, you have the answer. The printers failed. Why did the printers fail on Election Day? What have you discovered? It was a conspiracy, right, Jen? You're here to tell us. It was a conspiracy. And hold on, let me get my tinfoil out. Oh, geez. I'm not going to say it was a conspiracy. I'm going to say this was a very technical problem. You guys are talking about pens. Now let's switch to talk about paper, okay? Okay. The, and we, we don't know for sure, right? I did an analysis looking at the the manual for the printers. That's how far I went. And talking to technical experts about what could have happened. The hypothesis is this had to do with the thickness of the ballot paper, the fact that it had to print on both sides, and the fuser that heats the paper wasn't getting hot enough to actually put the ink on the toner onto the ballot. Did you say the so that fuser that what? Yes. We're talking about a fuser that it heats toner okay. onto paper. Wasn't getting hot enough, so the toner wasn't sticking well enough. It was coming off in the machines. It wasn't being it wasn't being printed dark enough. And so when you put the ballot into the machine, it wasn't recognizing the ballot as as what it needed to see. So it was spitting it back out. This happened thousands across the country. And you know, the question now is was it because this fuser was old? Was it because paper was too thick? There's a lot of different reasons, but we'll see what the county investigates says at the end of their investigation. Jen Feinfeld, reporter for Vote Beat on what went wrong. You have a, a, a piece up called Too Big a Too Big of a Job, Why Maricopa County's Ballot Printers Failed on Election Day. Well, I can only assume, Jen, the being that Maricopa County must have cutting-edge printers as well. These are the latest in technology, right? I wouldn't say that. Uh, you can get them on Amazon. <laughs> (laughs) You would get get them at Walmart. But they are 
are what election administrators use. That's a very interesting thing. Ballots are really precise, and you have to have really high-quality prints. And yet there's no such thing as a ballot printer. So you're you're really just taking an off-the-shelf printer and retrofitting it for printers, testing it a lot, re- retrofitting it for ballots, testing it a lot, and, and really just uh, making sure that testing shows that it works, works before the election. Deals are running down to Staples when there's a two-for-one sale and buying printers. Oh, you can't do that Pretty for much. election. Jeez. <laughs> so the printers, there was a fuser, and it didn't heat the toner, and the paper may have been too thick, and that's why it was spitted out of the tabulators. I've got another theory, Jen. Hold on. I'm getting my, my tinfoil hat this ready. This is Keep my going. conspiracy. I'm ready. Hold on. I'm going to This is good. put a point on this one. All right. Let's see if Jen shoots it down, because this is my conspiracy. You know, a lot of Republicans wanted to use their own pen. I got hundreds of emails from Republicans who say, I don't trust uh, I don't trust these guys. I'm using my own pen. What do you think you're using, like, uh, a, a disappearing ink well, pens? No, just not the pen that they provided for you. There's okay. a reason that the Maricopa County Board provided certain types of pens. Hmm. And so... I think the people that brought their own pen, these this is why we had the problems. Trust. It was a trust issue. Jen, is that horse crap or is that what do you think? No, it's not horse crap at all. The the pens are again, these are really sensitive scanners. So if you're using a slow drying ink when you're filling out your ballot on the spot and then that's getting put into this tabulator and it's maybe gumming up the machine even more, that could have really pay, played a part in. And the experts said that too. So no, you're not no tinfoil <laughs> it's like when you go take SAT, you got to use a number two pencil, right? Yeah, exactly. You bring, you bring a pencil that's not number two, you might fail the SATs. Hey, can I tell you guys a quick, funny SAT story? Please. I was so bad at the SATs that I took a class on it. Oh, yeah. They said, Larry, you're so bad at the SATs. Just answer what you can in the first 21 questions. And I'm like, there's like 300 questions. They go, no, 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 no. Just go down 21. Don't go past it. You, you're, you're awful at this. That was the strategy to like, yeah, I know. How weird is that? It was an actual strategy to get at least a certain number and of points. And here you are today. And here I am today. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Yeah, because they know, count you know. off <laughs> if you miss them on the SAT, right? Yeah, if you like if you, wrong, if you don't answer... They know they don't count it against you. They didn't count against you, so they said, you're so dumb. <laughs> Listen, just answer what you can in the first 21. <laughs> anyway, Gen 5 here is joining us. Uh, Who no doubt did fantastic on her SATs. Hey, what did you get on your SATs, oh, I can't Jen? Imagine. I'm ready. Let's see. What did you get on your SATs, yeah, What did you get? Let's have that no, battle. I was like the most average of average. I was terrible at test taking. Okay. SATs right. mean nothing. They, nothing. Yes. yes, nothing. That sounds like somebody who didn't do well on it. Okay. That sounds like something you they accurate. would say. That's, I'm trying to make it seem like they're not important because I didn't do well. Jen Fivefield is a reporter at Vote Beat. She's figured out why the printers failed. You got anything else for her, Bruce? I, I feel like I feel pretty good here. Well, I, I was going to say, you know, obviously, Jen, you mentioned, you touched on the fact that they are investigating this more because of all of the rumors accusations, uh, ballot fraud, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Are they going to get to the bottom of this? Do you feel confident that the people looking into this are going to come up with a definitive answer? Yes. And I don't know why they haven't yet. So that's the other thing. They're waiting. I, I think they were waiting until the election. Uh, the results were out. And uh, I think we will find out. But again, you know, this didn't. Uh, the, voters were given a backup plan here. So it's it's not like all of these ballots just went into the bits. They were counted. And so, you know, they are trying to figure it out. But and I'm sure they will, at least for the next election. Yeah. Okay.
Jen, did you have to have a glass of wine every night covering the ninjas? <laughs> like that fiasco? Covering the ninjas? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Multiple glasses or what? one? <laughs> I tried to. I tried to maintain. I Limit cannot yourself. be drunk and cover the story. Let's okay. Just say that. Okay. I'm just checking. All right. Hey, Jen. Uh, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, speaking of elections, did Trump's maid just uh, just file suit? Is that what we got? Did, did, did Trump's yes. new maid, Perry Lake, the, the vacuum, the vacuumer, yeah, the vacuumer? Did she really file? Is she suing now? She, she has she has filed suit. Oh, uh, wonderful! A few moments ago, the defendants listed as Hobbs, Risher, Jarrett, and the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, both the office and the individual members. All right, I'll make sure to pay almost no attention to that. It'll do absolutely nothing and go nowhere. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> please keep donating money to Carrie Lake so oh, she can continue. Don't do it. Counting well uh, no. in, in, for the goodness gracious. Amen. All right, coming up next, uh, Bruce is in for Chad. So, Story time. Story time. We do this every Friday. Uh, We give you uh, all this news throughout the week. And coming up next, story time, we're going to share something from our personal lives. Ooh. Uh, And that is all coming up. I wasn't told about this. I want to make sure that everybody goes and checks out the podcast. Because we've got a really, really good uh, podcast. Uh, Did you know you can get us uh, on demand and never miss any of the show? So go to the KTAR News app, KTAR.com. You can subscribe to the show on the Apple Podcast app uh, on your iPhone. Uh, do that now. And, uh, and okay, let's break. It's story time on the Gatos and Chat Show. After giving you 19 hours and 45 minutes of news this week, the guys give you an inside look at their personal lives. Right, it's time to get all warm and fuzzy on the show. Wow. Bruce is in for Chad. Okay. All right, I'll go first, uh, Bruce. Oh, it gives sense how this works. Yeah. So, uh, just something from our personal lives. Earlier this morning, uh, we paid tribute to a teacher. This is something that we do uh, once a month. You know, and if you know anybody, obviously, who's a remarkable teacher, the way you get in on this is you just text the word teacher to 411923, nominate a teacher. That's brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Um, and so we go out to Avondale, and we sneak into the classroom. <sighs> Obviously, the principal is there. They all meet us there. We take a camera crew. We go in, and uh, Sydney Ward is a high school teacher, and she's amazing. So we walk into her classroom, and the kids, you know, they're high school kids. They're excited, and uh, she's excited, and we have a $2,500 check for her. Whoa. And, you know, I say, hey, uh, somebody tell me uh, something great about their teacher. Okay. Every student raised their hand. Really? She has 30 kids in a class. Bruce, not one, wow. not two, 30 kids raised their hand. And one of the, one of, one of the classmates said, uh, she is family. Uh, another These student, are high school kids. Yeah. The hell got into that? I know. Another student said, she helps us with our problems outside of school. She sounds fantastic. So she's there for the kids in the classroom and out of the classroom. And it was a pleasure to meet her today. She's got twenty five hundred bucks, uh, and it made my whole day. Pay tribute to a teacher, absolutely made my whole day. That's and a fantastic I, story. And the kids, they love her. These obviously, are, they she has high school school kids who like going to class. That's great. All right, story time. The Gatos and Chad show. All right, Bruce, what do you got? What's I got a story. A- I met a, I met an amazing. Uh, um, Family, uh, which led me to an amazing organization called Children's Cancer Network. Um, a diagnosis of cancer for a child arguably might be the worst thing parents 
could ever hear in their lives, right? Yes. Um, the Luttrell family went through that. And because of it, they learned the system. What's taken care of and what's not taken care of. And they started Children's Cancer Network to fill in all the gaps that insurance doesn't cover, that isn't in the hospital. The things that, if you've never been on a cancer journey with a child, thankfully you probably don't know about. So uh, they have an awesome program. I'm going to be uh, uh, volunteering this weekend over at their Winter Wonderland. Cool. Oh, we're going to have hot cocoa. We've got photos with Santa. Santa! I know him! <laughs> uh, and uh, there's going to be there's going to be a, a, a scavenger hunt, oh. and it is going to be fantastic for the kids, their their siblings, and the families, and a, and just a day for them to go out and have some fun. Children's Cancer Network, you can find out more about them. Uh, you can donate, and you can volunteer there, and you'll have the time of your life. Aren't you there with the Batmobile a lot? Uh, that's, a, that's a, yeah, that's part of it. That's, that's part a, of it. Keep that on the DL. We're not exactly right. street legal, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what did I just do? Because <laughs> the kids get in that car, and they're like, this is awesome. It is awesome. Hey, Bruce, great to see you, man. Awesome. Thank you for having me. We'll catch you up later. Uh, Chad's back Monday. We got Becky Lynn up next. Have a great weekend, everybody.